He's in Fort Myers, Florida. Jim, good morning. Good morning. You got me? Um, yes, I think I do have you now. All right, Jim, so let's okay, uh, let, let's talk about your column in the Star Tribune about Byron Buxton. Buxton missing time due to injury is something that has certainly been going on for quite a while. How healthy is he heading into this year? Uh, he is swinging well. He has been working out all winter. Uh, what the one thing they don't want him doing, and he's been cautious with, is running full speed. He's usually during the winter he does kind of crazy track workouts. He's a track coach uh, down in Bashley, Georgia, and he does all kinds of hurdles, all kinds of sprints. And he's, his goal has always been to run with perfect form. And we know from covering Olympia, you know, obviously. There are fast twitch muscles and, and talent involved in running fast, but there's also form. You, you have to run in a certain way to maximize your speed. He's always been in that, and he just hasn't been able to do that this spring. Uh, so far, his running has been very controlled. Um, he has taken live batting practice, done all the other things, but he's just not running full sprints. So he appears to be healthy, um, you know, but... Nobody really knows. I mean, it's complete mysteries whether he can get through a season healthy or not. Is the expectation that he's going to play the majority of his games in center field? That's the hope. I don't think you can say expect. I think expectation would be unrealistic. He's never he's played more than ninety two games in a, in a major league season once in his career. Uh, he was on tracking to play like one hundred and ten last year before he got hurt. Uh, he played. I think 50-some in center and 30-some at DH last year before he, he shut down. Um, so, I, listen, every, it, you know, it's almost like we have to speak in just very simple, obvious things. Of course they want him out there as much as possible. Of course he wants to be out there as much as possible. Of course he's more valuable as a center fielder than a DH. But the DH, they're keeping the DH spot open because they know that probably he's going to spend at least some time there whether it's to rest his legs, whether it's because something else is bothering him. Uh, they also like Kevin. They, they like Michael Taylor a lot, and they view him as a very good alternative to Buxton defensively in center field. So, But it's all going to be playing it by ear. You know, Last year, uh, they told me that they, the target number was 100 games because they knew he was, he was in a lot of pain. He was having to go through hours and hours of rehab before every game. It was just a hard thing to sustain, and they knew that they were going to have to give him periodic days off. He's theoretically healthy now, although he's coming off of surgery. Uh, they don't want to put a limit on him. They Obviously, their nature is to give people days off, but the DH, is, DH spot is just a, an easy way to get him off his feet for at least a day. What do you think the expectation is? Let, let's say that they have six games in a week. Um, is he going to play four in center field, two in DH? Uh, will he have a day off in there? What, what do you think a normal week might look like for him? A normal week, if things are going well, uh, I think would be six games. I think it would be four in center, one DH, one off. And are they? is the expectation that Michael Taylor is going to play a couple of uh, games a week? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, you know, they like to keep their bench players involved. He's a very runs, he runs well. So I would think that he would play one, you know, again, one injury changes everything. But as we're sitting here as, you know, a possible planning situation, I would think that he would play one game a week in center, one game on the corners and be available as a defensive replacement the other games. 
Jim, what do you think about uh, Pablo Lopez so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's I've only seen him throw on the side a little bit. Uh, I will say that he looks more like a pitcher than anybody else in camp. Uh, tall, strong, athletic, big legs, uh, you know, a lot of composure. Uh, seems like a really good guy. The teammates really like him. A nice pitch mix. Uh, he looks, he just looks like a pitcher. You know, he, whether he's standing in the clubhouse or whether he's, he's throwing, uh, long fluid delivery. He just looks like, the, you know, if you had an erector set, that's, you would build a pitcher that looks like him. Jim, is there an adjustment period going from the National League to the American League or vice versa? Not as much as there used to be. Uh, now you have the DH in both leagues. Now you have inter, interleague play. Uh, it seems like there's more player movement between leagues than ever before. I just don't think it's a big deal. Uh, Jim, last night the Minnesota Wilds uh, get a win 2-1. to one. They beat the L.A. Kings. Um, so they've won a couple in a row. 4-2-1 and one is how they finish up in the homestand. Your thoughts on where the Wild are at right now? Yeah, it felt like when they started off the homestand slowly, uh, following their other struggles, that maybe this was going to be a serious lull, and then they pulled out of it. And it's almost like predictable. It's a lull. Right? Every time you think they're about to make a run, they have a little bit of a lull. It, you know, I think they're kind of the definition of an average NHL team. They certainly aren't bad. We don't know how good, are they, how good they are. I think the, the major development has been that, you know, when they traded Fiala, they knew they were going to have to get goals elsewhere. Hartman was one of the logical places to look for goals. He's coming off his best offensive season. And then he gets hurt, and then he takes a while to get going again. Now he's rolling. He's playing really well right now. He's playing with Kaprizov uh, and Zuccarello. That line has become really and he, Hartman scores game winning goal and they win. Fiala's back. Fiala's playing really well. Fiala, you know, he had some, it's hockey. Everybody has lulls. He had, he had some lulls earlier in the season. He's playing really well right now. Um, and listen, short term this year, of course, they'd rather have, they'd like to have Kevin Fiala. Uh, that, that deal will be judged over time, uh, regarding how well Fiala plays, how well Fiala plays in the playoffs, whether the two players, the, uh, wild got returned, turn into anything. Right now, you'd right, you'd rather have Kevin Fiala. Who would you rather have in net, uh, Gustafson or Marc-Andre Fleury? At the moment, Gustafson. Um, I'm sure they're going to hope that uh, Fleury perks up and, is, and looks good going into the playoffs, assuming they make the playoffs. Right now, Gustafson's just playing better. Jim, uh, the Gopher men's basketball team, they got Maryland on the road tonight. So second game in three games, uh, three days. They had a makeup game on Monday at Illinois. Uh it's been rough. They've won one Big Ten game. It was not a great year for them last year either. Ben Johnson's in his second year. Um, should there be some patience because he's still trying to uh, create a program here? Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, I want to see what this team looks like, presuming they can hold on to, to Garcia in battle. Uh, I want to see what this team looks like when he actually has his first two big recruits. I know I've said the same thing about Lindsey Whalen, and obviously they're having a bad year too. I just don't see any reason to – and I apologize, I've said this 8,000 times. If you're going to hire a young, inexperienced head coach uh, to, to take over a program, uh, it, you're not even trying for a quick fix. You're not even trying to turn things around in two or three years. Uh, you are trying to build with recruiting and, you know, they love the word culture in sports, and they're trying to build their own culture, try to build – I mean, and that takes a lot of time. If you were trying to win within the first two years, you would have gone out 
and you're throwing a, a massive amount of money at the biggest name you can get. The, they have not had success doing that. Established coaches don't want to come to Minnesota. So, A, you have to be patient, and B, what's your other option? Jim, I wanted to jump back uh, just a moment uh, to the Twins because they, they signed uh, another uh, infielder, uh, Delano um, uh, Solano. Solano. Uh, yep. Solano. So t- uh, tell me about him. What do you know about him? He's bounced around. Uh, older guy, had a really nice season in the short season 2020. Uh, so he's, you know, he's he's not a great hitter, but he did have at least one excellent offensive year. Just depth, you know. Uh, something happens to Farmer. Something happens to Correa. Something happens to Nick Gordon. He would just be the next guy up. Jim, what's going to happen with uh, Derek Carr? Is and is he going to make a decision on where he's going before Aaron Rodgers? I I really don't know. How to, I mean, how do you predict anything regarding that when Aaron Rodgers is involved? He might go take a new drug. He might go, you know, lock himself in a sauna for eight days. I mean, I, I really don't have any idea how to predict what he's going to do. Um, you know, I, I, it's pretty obvious that Rodgers, even coming off a bad year, is much more of a commodity than Carr. So the question is, does Carr, you know, does Carr wait until Rodgers chooses and then knows, knowing that whoever's left out there wants a quarterback is kind of stuck with Carr, or does Carr try to beat Rodgers to one of these teams? Um, I really, the logical thing is that Rodgers makes his decision and the car takes an alternative, but I don't know if logic is going to have much to do with this. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, we have a good chin music show from me down here, LaBelle and Roy, uh, telling a lot of stories on, to- I talk, uh, on the chin music show at talknorth.com. We're going to do a bunch of shows today and have them out in the next 24, 48 hours. Uh, including the Viking Update show, Jeff Diamond show, John Malay's prep show, everything's, and everything is at talknorth.com. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strave. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Jim this week joining us from Fort Myers, where he's covering the Twins. With uh, spring training, first spring training game is Saturday when they take on the Red Sox. Hear that game right here on WJON, brought to you by Rouse Car and Tractor Service of St. Cloud, Key of St. Cloud, and by Rotor-Rooter Plumbing and Water Cleanup. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC. You're listening to the